from CPRI and the CPRI Knowledge Hub, this is Research Minutes, a weekly look at new and important research in education. Today, we look at stressors in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic and a new study examining the factors that may lead to teacher burnout. A lot of pressure and expectations were put on teachers' plates this year. So I really wanted to know what teachers are going through and their perspective on it all. We welcome Christopher Newport University's Timothy Presley, who surveyed hundreds of educators this fall to gauge their perceptions following a year of upheaval. He shares what he learned from the study and some potential implications for districts, school leaders, and other stakeholders in the months and years ahead. Giving teachers some sort of support from a mental health standpoint, I think could be very valuable in supporting teachers and keeping teachers in the classroom. That's right now on Research Minutes. Hello and welcome to Research Minutes. I'm Keith Miller, Managing Editor of the CPRI Knowledge Hub. Today, we're happy to be speaking with Timothy Presley, Assistant Professor in the Department of Psychology and a research affiliate with the CNU Center for Education, Research and Policy at Christopher Newport University. Thanks so much for joining us, Tim. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So today we're discussing your new study, which was just published in the journal Educational Researcher titled Factors Contributing to Teacher Burnout During COVID-19. Uh, as you note in the article, it's one of the first empirical studies to identify the causes and predictors of teacher stress and burnout this past fall, following what was one of the most harrowing years in the history of American education. To start, could you just give us a little bit of context? Uh, when did you decide to embark on this study, and why did you think it was an area that was worthy of closer examination? Yeah, that's an absolutely great question. Um, my background is I'm a former elementary school teacher, and granted, I did not teach during a pandemic, but I have had a front row seat because my wonderful wife is an elementary teacher. So I've seen her throughout this pandemic jumping on Zoom calls at all hours just to connect with students who she's been trying through days to connect with. I've heard about the expectations from school leaders and district leaders. And I've also heard about how teachers and schools were talked about through the media. Beyond my wife, I'm still connected with many teachers in the area and being part of a teacher preparation program, I stay connected with our former students. And I was able to hear about some of the difficult requirements that are being asked of teachers this last spring and going into this fall, such as new learning systems, pressure they felt from parents, pressure they felt from their district leaders. So I started to kind of see how this pressure was really starting to get to teachers. And it really made me interested, is this common across all teachers or most teachers, especially this summer as districts debated how they were going to return to learning. I know for me personally, my wife and I would tune into the local school board meetings to try and see what they were thinking. And um, it didn't always feel like teachers were included in that conversation. So with all that and my background being a teacher, I always try and bring teacher perspective into the my research. Uh, I think it's so important to have their voice shared in the research because they're the ones in the classrooms day to day working with our students. So I really wanted to know what teachers are going through and their perspective on it all. I 
don't have uh, much previous research on teacher burnout and stress, but it had been something that has really caught my eye, especially recently with the teacher shortages many states are facing. I know here in Virginia, we definitely have a teacher shortage. So I wanted to kind of explore how this pandemic and how teachers were, I guess, being treated is impacting their burnout. And are we going to have a greater teacher shortage in the future because of this COVID-19 year? And so that's kind of what led me to developing this study and putting together a survey to send out to teachers. This seems like a, a challenging line of research, particularly due to the unique nature of the crisis and the stressors that teachers were navigating last year. So I'm curious how you approached this work. So luckily, I have a colleague in my department, uh, Dr. Sherman Lee, who had done some research on COVID anxiety. And so I had several conversations with him about how people in general were responding to COVID-19. And then really focusing on what was the stress level of teachers and what influences were playing a role in their stress level during this fall 2020. And so to go about that, I shot for about four to six weeks into the school year. I felt that this was an appropriate amount of time because it gave teachers an opportunity to kind of work through the kinks of the first days of school, all such as new procedures, building relationships with students, adding and losing students or students changing classes. So by the time I collected data, I felt like those kinks would be out of the way. To explore this research question, I thought the easiest way would just be to uh, get a survey together to try and get as many teachers as possible. Luckily, I was able to get over 350 teachers from 17 states with an average of 13 years of experience. On that survey that I sent out to them, I included a COVID anxiety scale that Dr. Lee developed, some questions focused on their anxiety returning to teaching, using district technology. And then I used Seidman and Zager's subscales of teacher stress leading to burnout and their administrative support and that influence on burnout. I also, in my analysis, wanted to see if there was differences based off of ethnicity, school location, which I included as suburban, rural, or urban. Um, I also looked to see if there was a difference based off teaching experience, seeing if the more experienced teachers were feeling any different than new teachers. And then by instruction type, I looked to see if there was a difference there by those who returned all in person during fall 2020, those who were on a hybrid, and then teachers who were doing all virtual instruction and seeing how those types of instructional approaches were impacting teachers' stress and anxiety during fall 2020. So let's jump right into your findings. Uh, what did you learn about the teachers who responded to your survey? So a little background, the burnout stress subscale scores can range from a score of 6 to 36. And previously, the average ranges from 14 to 19. And the sample from our study was 24.85. So that can indicate that there was a higher level of stress for teachers that was leading to burnout during fall 2020. When it came to administrative support, ours fell within the average that's been previously seen. The average falls between 14 and 18. Ours was at 16.63. When it came to anxiety, 
teachers felt moderate anxiety at that current time, that four to six weeks into the school year about their teaching. They felt little to moderate anxiety about communicating to parents. And then when it came to COVID anxiety, that actually wasn't too high. It was about three. And based off the scale, if they have a score of nine or higher, that indicates some really strong anxiety towards COVID. So the teachers in our sample was actually fairly small for COVID anxiety. In order to look into what variables we're predicting, we ran a regression, controlling for those variables that I discussed previously. And we found there were four significant predictors, those being COVID anxiety, current anxiety, administrative support, and then anxiety communicating with parents. Their current anxiety was the strongest predictor. These four predictor variables had explained 45% of variance of the teacher stress, so almost explaining about 50% of the reason for teacher stress. Obviously, that does lead to future research that we need to explore. But we did get to kind of have an idea that some of these different factors that were leading to teacher stress and those feelings of burnout were their anxiety about teaching, their COVID anxiety, the support they were receiving from administrators, and their anxiety communicating with parents. So what do you think the takeaways from this work might be while we're now making strides in terms of vaccination rates and we're seeing signs that normalcy or at least some sense of normalcy isn't as far away as it once was? The stressors of the COVID-19 pandemic are still very much alive and very real for teachers across the country. So what do you think educators, schools, districts, and other stakeholders should take away from this study? I think there's several factors that stakeholders need to consider based off these results. I think right off the top of the bat, luckily, vaccines are becoming more available. I know here in Virginia, teachers were a priority to get vaccinated so we can get kids back in school. But I think teachers just need to feel protected and safe in the school environment. And this includes getting teachers vaccinated, making sure that there's appropriate space between teachers and students. And districts are transparent when it comes to the number of cases and what's being done to limit cases. I think also teachers need support from their districts, from schools, and from parents. A lot of pressure and expectations were put on teachers' plates this year. This includes teachers working extra long hours, prepping for virtual and in-person instruction, learning new technologies, learning new learning management systems, having teachers try and connect with students virtually. That's a lot for teachers. And um, I don't know if they really got the support they needed throughout the pandemic. I think from a district level, if districts can provide instructional guidance from the top down and also really reevaluate what is important for teachers to accomplish this year. We want to try and make sure students are learning as much as possible, but we also have to remember we're still trying to get through this COVID-19 pandemic. So if districts can take a step back and reevaluate what is necessary for the year and to support teachers and student learning, I think that's going to be really important. And yes, this might mean cutting some of the extra aspects that teachers usually are asked to do, such as extra testing or extra activities or fun nights at the school. I think 
districts need to really focus on, okay, what is important for student learning so that we're not putting too much on teachers' plates? I think districts also need to consider how are they going to support teachers' mental health, whether that's providing mental health days when students aren't in the building or providing telehealth options. But giving teachers some sort of support from a mental health standpoint, I think, could be very valuable in supporting teachers and keeping teachers in the classroom. Additionally, from the district level, this kind of goes into the school level as well as providing relevant professional development for teachers and giving a teacher's voice in what the topics are of those PD sessions so that teachers can feel like they are being supported in the areas that they feel that they're struggling with or they're stressing about. I know these new learning management systems were a real headache for a lot of teachers. So giving more support, uh, more hands-on support in those systems. At the school level, I think administrators need to know how much is on teachers' plates and really talk with their teachers about how they can support them. The admin is often the communication between district and teachers. So really talking with their teachers about how they can support them, but also help students learn as much as possible. I think lastly, schools need to help teachers with the parent communication aspect. Um, Parent anxiety communicating with parents was a significant predictor. And I know parents are frustrated this year. It's not a normal year. Parents want their students back in schools. Students want to be back in school. And I know teachers want students back in school uh, once it's safe and they're safe. But parents also need to understand that teachers are doing their best and they might not always have all the answers, but they do want to see all students be successful. So if schools and districts can provide that extra communication to parents so that teachers aren't having to take the brunt of the criticism so much, that might help with teachers' anxiety. And finally, do you think that there are opportunities here for future research, either for you or others who are attempting to track teachers' mental health and burnout in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic? Yes, I, I definitely think there is. I think as educational researchers, we are just at the very tip of the iceberg when it comes to the impact of COVID-19 on teachers, students, and schools. And I think researchers really need to take a hard look at the implications of this year and focus on how students and teachers can be supported moving forward. For me personally, I know I want to continue looking at this topic of teacher burnout stress. I actually am planning to send out a similar survey here closer to the end of the school year to see where teachers are at and how teachers are feeling now that they've almost completed a full school year. And also looking at teacher advocacy, which is something I included in my first survey, factors about teacher motivation, their motivation to stay in teaching, especially after going through a COVID year, looking at how teachers use virtual instruction, how they approach hybrid instruction, are all different aspects I think as researchers we can really explore. Well, this is great work, Tim, and we want to encourage our listeners to go and read the full article. Again, it's titled Factors Contributing to Teacher Burnout During COVID-19, and it's now available in the journal Educational Researcher. Timothy Presley, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. 
Thanks for listening to this week's Research Minutes, presented by the CPRI Knowledge Hub. For more episodes or to subscribe to the series, you can find us at researchminutes.org. To share thoughts on today's episode or to suggest a future topic, you can follow us on Twitter at CPRI Hub. That's C-P-R-E Hub.